to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Welcome, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 199. Hard to believe, the Silver Medal Show. We're glad you're here. This is the No Church Answers Tour, and where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, and bang! Not sure where you ended up, but fine Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. Still in the COVID quarantine, we're in undisclosed locations around Sugarland. I have had one shot. I think it's getting close to opening up. We did have worship, corporate worship, and uh, it was outside socially distanced, so, so we're getting close. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys, each on our own spiritual journey. And we feel all men are leaders, leaders of your families, leaders at work, leaders in your church and the community. But sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed, you know, spiritually recharged. That's why we're here. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pray.com, our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. We are glad that you are joining us. And what we do here is we have a great panel, do a panel discussion. I want to introduce the panel at this time. World-class policy writer, professional gambler, our producer who's been working on Gremlins all afternoon, producer Mr. Steve Titch. Yay, Steve! Yo. <laughs> Attorney and former prosecutor, we call him the Judge Michael Cropper. Michael! Hello, everybody. Mike. Hello, everybody. Corporate trainer for a Fortune 100 company and theologian. We call him the Professor Robert Koshu. Hey, Robert! Hey. Robert. Insurance broker and deacon. Kyle Trahan. Hey, Kyle. Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Kyle, how are you? <laughs> and my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a salesman, contractor guy. Hi, Bill. Hi. Hello, Bill. Hi, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh, That was coming at the You know, for the next two weeks, as we mark our 200th podcast, you know, because we're guys, we're going to change things up a little bit. This week, each of us will be taking a look back over the tumultuous four years that we've been doing this podcast, telling us about our about their impressions and experiences. And also, we'll talk a little bit about what we've been doing when we haven't been gathering here on Wednesday night. So tonight on podcast 199, one from the big show, we'll be looking back. And then next week for the big show, podcast number 200 we'll be looking forward but first just to get everybody in the right mood professor koshu this was awesome uh he's been staying up late assembling an audio montage of some clips of our past 198 podcasts so why don't we go ahead and we'll give that a roll and welcome everybody this is the very first podcast of man up a spiritual oasis for men man up spiritual oasis for men studio at sugarland baptist church uh kind of our uh resident theologian uh robert koshu we call him the professor he's an attorney and but he's also a prosecutor so he could defend you or he could throw the book at you that's we call him the judge michael cropper is here he is a world-class policy writer but also a bit of a professional gambler that's mr steve titch and back from do, being a total man working while he was camping he's a class deacon that's uh it's kyle trahan and hey, my name is bill cox i'm basically a sales guy i'm the director of the man up class but i'm a writer and actor uh is what i do on the side so well, good. Hello, everyone. It's Steve. It's 
this year again. Um, calling in from uh, rehab. Rehabilitation Center in Katy. In this room, I've had the closest friendships with since then, which is, which is, in some ways, kind of a sad comment. Um, I either got friends who knew me from high school, or friends who know me from the last couple of years, who I really feel comfortable being around. Faith is a muscle that needs to be exercised, and this is kind of like uh, men. Iron sharpening iron. And well, I was afraid you were going to ask me first. I am currently outside of the not currently frozen tundra of Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hi, everybody. I've been in Washington, D.C. for the Association for Talent Development International Conference and Exposition all week, and we finished our conference up today. So I thought, what a more appropriate place to call in to the Mana podcast than the National Mall. I'm sitting. Uriah in the story, obviously, 2 Samuel uh, 11, and uh, man, didn't he get hosed. It's time for the Man Up Podcast. Hello. A spiritual oasis for men. Hey, we're not pastors, just regular guys. Dr. Templeton goes... Anything violent with a high body count. That's it. Was that it? <laughs> yeah. Shoot it in. Right. <laughs> it also reminds us that no job is too low. Every one of us, no matter what we're doing. When we're serving the Lord with all our heart, we can still have our weaknesses and fall and stumble, right? I mean, it, 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 this is great. It's and this is what all of us have is in our hearts, this That's, right here. But this is our ideal, which we want to do all the time, but it's, it's, it's not It's not possible a straight line. It's a journey. Sometimes you're yes. on course, sometimes you're not. And this is why it's a favorite of mine. Jesus heals him, steps back, and watches the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to mine. We're going to hear the opinion of the panel here before I have to chime in. <laughs> so you know what? Pretty good chance I'm going to weasel out on a lot of this stuff. Well, so. in, in poker, they call that in position. The best advantage you can have. You get to act last. This is going to go way beyond that. We've talked about it. You've kind of, I think Steve said, you know, we, we've kind of, we've danced around a lot of cultural issues. We've had some discussion over some of them. Mm -hmm. But we are going to drive the Mack truck through the wall <laughs> and really confront well, I'm glad the cultural issues. <laughs> because we have to. I think we forget that grace is renewed in the morning and then the worries can be set aside and just let it be renewed. And uh, I just want to set up a little introduction to this, to the scriptures that we see here and we're going to look at later. I just want to go ahead and um, inform you, give you a little bit of uh, perspective of what happened this last week? We had Hurricane Harvey dumped 50 inches plus of water, which is equivalent to a one year's worth of precipitation in the Houston area in a mere three days. You find yourself in crisis. Leadership is demanded. And you being a man and a part of Man Up, I hope that because of our podcast, our Facebook page, what we do, the encouragement that we give you, that you are better prepared to be that leader. Because when that day comes, man up and be the leader that God made us to be. This is the Man Up Podcast. You've been listening to Man Up. You want Oh, that is awesome. Hey, thanks so much, Professor Koshu, for that. We're celebrating the four years um, of doing this podcast. Really didn't have any idea of what I was getting into or this whole group that we were forming. But so what we're kind of doing is imagine a stone hitting the water and having the rings go out. Well, what we're doing is we're going from the outer rings in and that's where we're going and we're going to start by talking about some of the events that actually happened during the past four years i'm going to go around the panel but i'm just going to prime you folks out there if you don't remember we've been through hurricane harvey memorial day flood tropical storm amelda 
COVID-19 for over a year, the freeze of 2021, not to mention the own, the personal stuff. So uh, I want to go around the, the, the room and then just get the panel's uh, comments on, uh, on all those, <laughs> those events, including all the water events. And start with the professor. Yeah, so putting putting the clips together was fun. That was something. And one thing that was interesting is is if you if you listen to, if, if everybody remembers, I started with the very first and Bill going, "This is the first podcast of Man Up," and then kind of went in from there, and and found all the some of the crazy stuff we've done. And quite honestly, it was hard to find only five minutes of stuff. <laughs> Right. As I listened through and, and was trying to find it. So we've had, in addition to all the craziness we've had to go through, we have actually found, we actually had some really good stuff. And and I was listening to one of our older podcasts again today for, I, can't, I don't even remember why I was listening to it, but I heard that and I'm just like, oh my God, I should have used that clip <laughs> as I went through right. because that was just, you know, it was something else we talked about and found about. And one thing that that Bill, Bill talked about the craziness that we've gone through as we've kind of looked at it and you know we had all the big big stuff that we've gone through from from the flood which I think Bill had a little bit of water in his house during the flood during Harvey I did but I don't think anybody else did it was just and and I'm going to say this now, and it's going to sound crazy. I remember going stir crazy because I was trapped in my house for a week. Right. <laughs> and and I huh. laughed at that. Yeah. Well, no. And, and and you notice now we're laughing about. Oh my God, I was trapped in my house for a week. I couldn't do anything. Precursor. Exactly. Because uh, I. Uh, listening to well, well did you guys that well we we had to evacuate we we had well oh, that's right I mean, it you sounds evacuated. dramatic but well, we we evacuated about you know about 10 miles away uh up to katie uh but but you know you had the the worry about what you were going to come back to because mm -hmm. uh, even though our home was not really in the in the in the flood zone this was unlike anything else and you, you might re to, to remember uh, there was there was the storm Harvey which which sat and dumped rain and rain and rain and rain for a few days thirty six inches at my house <laughs> then then really the problem was was the river was the Brazos River going to crest and so it was it was several days we, we were sitting up at at our friend's house again about ten miles away a little higher ground a little further away from the river watching you know either on the on the web or, or through reports how high was this river getting uh because if it if it if it crested well if it if it if it rope flowed its banks uh there would have been a lot of water flowing into where we live and it was a question of how much uh we we're and, and at the time i didn't have flood insurance i didn't need it we were in a hundred year floodplain but you know I, I know odds better than anybody. You know, a hundred to one is a long shot, but don't confuse that with something that's never going to happen. <laughs> no shot. One in a hundred times, your number is going to come up. Uh, that's your expectation. Not never. Uh, so it was, it was never, you know, that was the first time I really had to worry about whether my house would survive or what would survive in it. Um, we, you know, we had to pile up all the stuff. We do what everybody else does, get everything off the floor. Um, every value, you know, all your, all your records and magazines and stuff, but we have still some vinyl, uh, lots of stuff get on the tables and hope that there's no, you know, there's no water. Well, you know, what's kind of funny about that hundred year flood for people that are, are not in the, uh, Houston area or in any coastal region, what what they do is they rate the areas based on how much they how often they expect them to flood. Well, well, we had a once in a hundred year flood. 
followed by another one 18 <laughs> months later. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny how that 100 years went by pretty fast. And, and everyone laughs because I drive a truck that sits up hot. There are Kyle, reasons I do that. Kyle Trahan actually had some water in, didn't you? Didn't you, Kyle? You had water in your house. We got water from the Memorial Day flood in 2015. Um, we, we almost got it the next year, the tax day floods the following. And the year after that was Harvey and I had learned and adapted and it just barely looked like it was raining in my backyard for Harvey. So we were good, but there's, uh, there, there's always that crazy threat. Uh, and I live on a bayou. It is in my backyard. So, you know, if, uh, anything backs up anywhere down the pipeline all the way down into the Gulf, it can back it all the way up into my backyard. Um, he, so. Kyle followed man up rules. He observed, adapted, and overcame. I, oh, I now, I, I have a chain link fence on my back and uh, I've adapted it. So in about 25 minutes with only one person, I can run the entire 50 foot span along the back and have it totally dried in in about 25 minutes, wow. you know, and it, it's very much that it's, it's, you know, look at the problem and go, hey, you know what, that problem, I did not like flooding. It was no fun, you know, but it's a, it's a huge hassle. But I mean, the thing is, is uh, in the end, strangely enough, and the thing we forget about when the storm is there and when you're going through that trial, it's always supposed to be coming out to your glory in the end. And we did. Uh, we had new cabinets. We had new bathrooms. We had new floors, and you know all kinds of other stuff. Yes, it was a huge hassle, and any kind of disaster like that, especially to your home, is going to be a huge inconvenience. But look for the bright spot, no matter what. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say that uh, the thing about it, those storms are. I, I didn't evacuate just because I have stuff, and I don't know. Maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, so I just pretty much stay home but i experienced community unlike i've ever experienced you know misery uh I, I don't want to say misery loves company but it certainly builds community among neighbors that i've waved to i've waved at them for years i barely know their name i know what they drive that's about it but uh, uh going through these crises with them uh, we certainly get to know each other a little bit better, and uh, and it it adds to community, and I and I appreciate that. And that's uh, I don't think that's necessarily unique uh, to Texas, but um, I th I thought it was great. How about you, Michael? Oh, well, what I remember about Harvey was uh, simply amazing, and that's and that's the meteorologist got the prediction right. Oh, I took. Took a couple of course of meteorology in college, and uh, uh, and I watched the weather forecasters and the meteorologists, and they just cannot generally predict rain. You say it's going to be eighty percent chance of rain tomorrow, and you look in the morning and it's down to forty or thirty or twenty. And uh, and I remember looking at the uh, their predictions on Harvey about ten days in advance when it was coming off the coast of Africa. The, the uh, the wave or whatever it was. And they said, this has a potential to create a, a catastrophic flooding along the coast of uh, the Gulf of Mexico. And I blushed, I brushed it off like it was nothing because the, I've seen the podcast them. before it hit. We actually joked about the little dinky tropical storm that was going to be out there. Is that right? Yeah, Is that yeah right? we did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that. that. Yeah. And, and I watched it come across. And then when it came through, uh, uh, it hit land and, and caused a mail. I said, well, it's going the direction they said it's going to go. And uh, they said about a week away, we're going to get catastrophic flooding in, in Houston. I still didn't believe it. Still didn't believe it. So it went in at what? Corpus. And they said it was going to go in and make a loop and come back out. And it did just that. When it made the loop and came back out, I said, oh, they're right on this one. And uh, so, so I... Uh, what we were we talking about? Very... Once in a hundred years? <laughs> oh, a hundred yeah. years, yeah, right. they can be right. Yeah, right. Well, the trouble is, I think we help it out. They say development of land around us, uh, oh, cutting yes. down trees, right, and, and creating mm -hmm. streets. All and, this and, concrete? Absolutely. Yes. It well, makes that, a, a, a chance that for the water. Year, 
that hundred year floodplain. I mean, actually, after that, I read the whatever if it's NOAA, NOAA uh, that does this. They are thinking seriously about changing that designation because of the development. That that yeah, is, have, and, 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 and you so, look yeah. and you and you look at the Brazos, the the, the erosion. Uh, it's, uh-huh. it's actually out here in new territory. It's, Ooh, it's, it's, it's gradually, it's gradually taking, you know, moving toward taking out, we've got soccer fields back there. Uh, right. and, oh, and yeah. the, the, the bank of that river is coming awfully close to those soccer right. fields now. And this it, was, this is, it, there was a good, um, maybe 50 yards, 50, yeah. 60 yards between when, when I moved here almost 20 years ago now, uh, 15, 16, 17 years ago, uh, that erosion, you can see it. So um, it's, yeah, it's, it's may not be a hundred years. It may, it may be a 20 year floodplain. Uh, now uh, we're waiting for Noah to decide that. Well, we, we looked at, I, I know if you guys looked at, at the web, it was not a powerful hurricane to knock over trees and such, but the rain was just horrendous. And I remember looking mm-hmm. at the, the beltway where it crosses 90A under there, under the uh, underpass, <laughs> like 12 to 14 foot of water. I mean, w- at least 12, 14, maybe even 18 foot of water down there. Mm-hmm. And I looked at pictures in the city of Houston on, on Google. I Google pictures and I can remember that Buffalo Bio came up to the city where it was a lake. I mean, you couldn't see the other side of the lake. So this, this is the most amazing, amazing one to me. I, I remember Allison in what, 2001, where it dropped what? 20 inches of rain in 24 hour period. And there was 10 foot of water on Southwest freeway near downtown. But boy, I would have never thought that anything could, uh, could drop so much water around the Houston area and cause the effect that the uh, Hurricane Harvey did. And so I went, I, I was in my house and it didn't flood, but I walked out on the patio and I walked out on the front porch and, and watched the ditches filling up. And so, Steve, you said, how far were you from the Brazos River? You were worried about that? Oh, that where we, we, we are, I'm about, let me, I'm probably about a mile uh, uh, from, okay. but uh, it's, I mean, the closest point, it's, it, it runs, yeah, I'd say, I'd say about a mile. And and but that's where where it would have crested and and we know we, we got people listening from all over the world the 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 water would have crested and then run down it, it, it would have overflowed its banks down by Richmond yeah. which is about maybe six miles west of me um, okay. and but but kind of uphill and so it would run down uh, essentially Highway ninety. I mean, they had they had the those big orange inflatable dikes up, uh, okay. and so okay. so it wouldn't have come. It probably wouldn't have come from that direction. But the, but anywhere there was a slight bowl, uh, which there are several around New Territory, uh, where would have been in a great deal of trouble, uh, especially down over just just a little bit uh, uh, to the north of of where I live. There's the there's Highway 90, and it's a, and it really is almost a trench. Um, yeah. Whether or not the water would have gotten high enough to reach our doorstep was another question, um, but it was it was scary for a while. Excellent, and uh, and you know what we made and we made it through it too. So four years, four years of uh, mostly water uh, water <laughs> crisis is pretty much what we've had. So, and with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. We will be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. All right, and thank you so much for tuning in. This is podcast number 199, and uh, at this at the beginning of the, every podcast, I always say that each of us are here and are on our own faith journey. But for men, 
That faith journey is not something that's abstract. It's reflected in everyday experiences. So now we're going to talk about a little bit about what we've been doing away from the weekly podcast and how it connects to our specific spiritual journey. And you know, I, I before I get into this, I just got to say how awesome this team is here at uh, Man Up. Uh, I've been so looking forward and actually kind of apprehensive about this particular uh, segment because, you know, as everybody knows, um, I've had numerous surgeries and we've had the COVID going on and it's basically been a pretty tough year, but um, I'm in, uh, I, I, I really feel that, you know, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. I, re, I mean, bottom line, and this faith journey is very important to me. And I assume it is, I know it is for the guys that are on the panel, and I assume it is for the people that are listening. And the older I get, the, the less I really care about the latest shiny object out there that the media wants us to pay attention to or who's the newest superstar or anything. And I think because of what I've went through, um, I'm, I'm disciplined. I I, I like discipline because I'm used to it. Uh, you know, discipline being told what to do, whether it's by your dad or me, I was in the military but then, of course, there's college, which is self-discipline. They don't force you to do anything. You have to do it yourself. And because uh, of the issues that I've had uh, in this recent years, I've, I've learned something. And I've learned about discipline and about the faith walk. And the, the thing that I wanted to share in this segment is uh, what I've learned is uh, if you're working on yourself, work according to your values. If you're working for yourself, you work according to your strengths. Or in other words, when you're working on yourself to try to make yourself better, you work on your values. But if you're working for yourself or working trying to make money, you use your strengths. And that's what I had to do. Because uh, when I was essentially handicapped, there was things that I wanted to do that I absolutely could not do. And I think that's where faith, we talk about this, I've earned these faith credits uh, over the years through prayer and through my faith walk and stuff. I spent them when I was going through my handicap period and I couldn't walk and I was essentially bedridden and I was going through those surgeries. And I think that is the big lesson that I have learned. Um, so I just wanted to go ahead and kick off this, uh, this segment, um, learn, live and legacy. And I'm definitely in legacy territory. <laughs> and so that's the way I took your instructions, Steve. So uh, I want to go ahead and uh, get some more of the panel to join in on that. And uh, how about Mike? You just retired. Tell us a little bit about that and your COVID experience. And All right. Yeah, I've been like, you know, I, I, I cannot top your leg having both your joint replaced twice. There's none of us, I think, that can top that. He's bionic yes. now, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we watch you, uh, watch you, Bill. And then and Steve, of course, uh, had a calamity in his house where he, uh, he fell through the ceiling of his house. And and I, I look at you guys, and I haven't had anything occur like that. So if I, if I talk about anything that's happened to me, I've been sick. A couple of times, one one with COVID a month ago, uh, pardon me, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, and then I believe I actually had COVID back in November of two thousand uh, uh, twenty, and and uh, pardon me, nineteen twenty, and then and we're not supposed to say that because it's not supposed to have arrived in the U.S. till uh, 
to what February they started pointing it out. But it, those are those pale in comparison to what you two guys have gone through. And I watch you and all I can do is pray. And how do we handle that personally ourselves? We we pray for our fellow man. We try to visit him if we can. We couldn't visit you, Bill, because that was really uh, uh, hard, too, because we wanted to come see you when you were having the operations. And because of the COVID restrictions, we could not come see you. I could go visit Steve, but I could not visit you. And so I, can, I can't imagine how, how depressing that would be to you. I mean, we can all be happy and saved in Christ and just as blessed as can be, but there are certain trying times that we face. And I, I consider that very similar to Job. Uh, Job praised the Lord when he first went through his calamities and, and, and when Satan put the, uh, 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 took away many of his, his wealth and his family and everything like that. But when he day after day suffered illness and sickness and pained his body, he, he started to, going into depression. So I can't imagine what you guys went through other than I could pray for you and say, Lord, uh, help them through it and uh, make them stronger. I had I had COVID, which you asked me about, um, starting February 2nd. It went about 10 days. I did not have a fever. I was stiff. I was fatigued. It took me, gosh, up to a month to get out of the fatigue department. And, and, and does that hit your mind? It's like cancer. Yes. When I, when I figured out I had the COVID, uh, yes, a fear comes into your mind. You're going to die, right? And uh, I said, and, and all I could do is do something else, whatever will accomplish keeping your mind positive, reading the Bible or watching certain movies or something, anything to keep your mind away from focusing on the negative. And that's what I did. So I, I gradually got better. And then uh, uh, anyway, uh, thank you. Uh, Bill, for that time there, a long time. Awesome. Professor, talk about uh, your journey the last four years. I have been very fortunate, knock on wood, because I have been relatively healthy, no major issues. But what I found interesting was, as I've had to deal with different things, has been I've had to deal with, you know, all of my stuff was just all craziness. Um great example would be you know i lost your house mom. well it mine started earlier than that because i ended up having to move my mom um out of out of her house and into an independent living facility out here by us and so because of that i missed an entire series of podcasts the kyle helped me out 15 battles 12 battles every man must win what's the number the name of the book 16 16 Oh, six battles every man. Six, six oh, battles. I, we can I, add I some more. Like, I like to fight. With, I, uh, I, like by, so I turned it into 16. With Bill Perkins' <laughs> book. But I missed right. that entire, I missed almost that entire series of podcasts with this simply because I was um, out helping her and getting her settled and moving, you know, and then transitioned into getting one kid graduated from college, starting grad school, leaving grad school, moving back home, but starting to, starting a job that was tied to a further job and then watching him go into panic mode as COVID set in because yeah, he, he was working for the local XFL football franchise and it was tied to move to something else. And as everybody remembers, the world shut down and he was – kind of in panic mode about as were we because he had pretty much left grad school because he had this opportunity to work for another team and it was all tied together. And so he was in panic mode over that. And then in the midst of that, I've actually changed jobs three times since we've done this podcast. I went from a company that I had been at with for over 17 years, moved to another company, got recruited to a third company as we moved in. And then Finally, as Bill alluded to, and Mike and Kyle came and helped out and testified, I dealt with water on another level. Um, on Mother's Day, 2019, <laughs> um, the inline for our toilet broke. And the easiest way for me to think about it, to, to explain it to everybody is that, hey, um, think about having a flood, but with clean water, it was 
the inline, not the outline. You know, in your house, I had six to eight inches of water in my entire house. So we got to, we got to do the whole move out, live in a rent house for six months. You know, of course, my two jokes about it are number one, um, I, my foundation work that I had done about 10 years ago held out very well because the, the water break occurred in what we call our front bathroom, which is dead center of our house. And the water spread very evenly throughout the entire house from that. Point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so foundation yeah. work has held out nicely. And the second thing is I try explaining to my wife that I'm off the hook for Mother's Day for life because I basically, like, like Kyle said, you always look for the good in this. I got my wife an entire new house one year for Mother's Day, <laughs> you know. Well, it took you six months to get it to her, though. Well, yeah, it did. It did. And, of course, she reminds me immediately after that that um, that it was the, the week, the Saturday that they took the blowers out of the house where we could get in and actually get some stuff um, before they started packing everything up to go to storage. I took off to a D.C. for a conference, and my wife called it. She said that you're going to probably find a way to be out of town for work when we have to move back into our house. Sure enough, the weekend we moved back in, um, I was in DC for a talent development concert. Con, uh, concert, right. Uh, yeah. Not a concert, a talent development conference again. Conference. So, <laughs> I hope that I wasn't some sort of Freudian slip there where you No, you were at a conference both times. <laughs> Both and yes, time. folks, that's exactly how Mary sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the imitation here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Kyle sure you're away. So, but yeah, so I mean, but 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 like Kyle said, in the midst of this, and it, and it's interesting because since we've been doing this for four years, and and it goes back to the series we just finished on on pure joy, and and when we started that series, I referenced Michael Card's song "Joy in the Journey." And, Steve sampled it and I played it out there for everybody. There really should be a joy in our journey as Christians, no matter what we're going through. And you find those struggles and you find the ability to find the joy in that journey, because that's really the only way we move forward as we go through as Christians is to find that joy in our journey. Excellent. Let's find out about the uh, last four years of Kyle Trahan, the Deacon's journey. Uh, he actually even, I, I don't know how we, we forgot the, about the bike and the dog story, but he had issues too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know. House, uh, bike and dog. It's Relief work in struggling. Louisiana. Um, you know, you guys uh, on just a whole bunch of points, you know, um, tonight have you know, when I was kind of thinking of, of this podcast and what we were going to really talk about, y'all have hit on a lot of the things. And, you know, Bill, you mentioned the, the community that comes out, you know, of when a disaster like this, you mentioned, you know, getting to know your neighbors a little bit and helping out and things like that. And a friend of mine in another community for some crazy reason, like everyone on their street had the same pipe that were to, that broke. And so once you figured out how to get to it, access it and everything, everybody just went, started going house to house to house to help everybody fix that same pipe because they knew the process, you know, and it was, it's the wonderful thing of community that happens. Um, unfortunately seems to be only when there's a disaster and, and that one little need. And then once we get past the flood, the hurricane, the whatever, everybody goes back to hating each other for some crazy reason. And I still haven't figured that one out. Um, but you know, everything gets orchestrated for a reason, you know, um, we had that flood back, uh, six years ago and we, we got a remodel very similar to Robert. Um, a couple of years ago, we had a really bad windstorm here and we ended up getting under roof because of it. Um, you know, we, we had the freeze this past year, uh, well, insurance isn't involved, unfortunately, but we have new pipes in our home. Um, of course, while that's happening, our air conditioner goes out, you know, um, but 
we have a new air conditioner. Um, we're starting to look for a new home and guess what? Now our house is in really great shape by all of these unfortunate nice. things that have happened that are always a pain, that always take your time and lots of money or whatever um, to get it done. But the craziness of the things that have happened have put us where our house should sell well, you know? Um, and it wasn't by plan. It's just by the orchestration that got us put on it, you know? Um, but when I, I was first thinking, cause you had mentioned the Memorial day flood, which, uh, on a, on an email, which I started thinking, and that was 2015, but something that occurred when we had that happen is I made a phone call. Um, no, actually I take that back. One of the pastors at church reached out and was just checking, um, I mentioned that we had flooded and the next morning we had like eight people in my home from the church, deacons, whoever that was just looking for some way to help. Um, and since then, that has really been a part of what I help do as well, you know, because being a deacon, um, you kind of have to have the servant's heart in some respects. Um, and you got to be willing to go and do what needs to be done, wherever it needs to be done. Um, you know, it's kind of like a volunteer firefighter, if you will, uh, maybe just without the raging fire or sometimes it's after that fire has occurred that you have to go and help. Um, but you know, many a times I've been in people's homes. Um, well, same thing with Robert, Robert had a need. Uh, we got a group together and people were in his home that he didn't know. But they're just there with a hammer and a crowbar, and hey, let me destroy some stuff for you today. Uh, I have to say, they were happy to do it. Uh, in most cases, you know, you just recruit guys and give them a hammer and tell them to go bash, and they're usually good with it. Um, you know, but as I mentioned before, it's it's trying to look for the orchestration of of where God is trying to put you, what you need to learn from this, and. I think most often it's learn to praise him in the storm. You know, I know I will come out of this better on the other side of this. Right. Excellent. Uh, Steve Ditch, talk about uh, your four years. <laughs> I, I think I've probably grown as a Christian more in these past four years than in any four-year block of time. I'll temper that by saying, you know, this started a little further back. It, it certainly intensified when I joined uh, the Man Up ABF. I think it's going on now eight years at least, maybe close to 10. I haven't clocked it, but, uh, but I can even wind it back before we started attending church at Sugarland Baptist when we moved back down to Texas from, from Chicago uh, in 2004. The, they, the spiritual headwinds that you find in uh, Chicago and on the coasts uh, aren't aren't that strong down here in Texas, obviously. Uh, so uh, there was a little more. There's a little more breathing room to attend church. You, you meet you meet a more a more uh, eclectic group, which this uh, this group is is illustrative of. Uh, we're from all over, and so. Um, certainly, certainly in the last uh, 15, 16 years since we moved to Texas, has my uh, spiritual and Christian life grown? But it's really, uh, it's really sharpened in the last few years doing this, uh, and and also teaching Sunday school at uh, at Sugarland Baptist. But this is this has been a blast. This has been your like uh, Bill's classic cartoon he did every week you just come in feeling a little down and you come out of this uh feeling a much more enriched so uh what i did want to mention because i i i don't didn't talk about this uh that much uh 
it's amazing how much Bill and I have in common, considering I, you know, our backgrounds are different. And Bill talks a lot about his family, his father, his grandfather, growing up in that type of environment. Um, I'm very much, you know, I'm, I'm third generation immigrant. I'm white ethnic, you could pretty much call me, from New York. Uh, uh, my father's side is Polish uh, Catholic. My mother's side is Italian Catholic. Uh, and that that in itself was an interesting mix. My father was not a religious uh, person at all. Uh, he may have given he may have given a sort of um, lip service background to being Catholic, but he never went to church. And it was not, I, I, I did not have the type of family Bill had by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so I've been really, since I left home, been carving my own path. And when I met my wife, Sharon, that's when I really began to, you might say, began, I began to become a Christian. Uh, going back now almost almost 30 years, but I'd say my years in Chicago, the late 80s through the 90s were my, I call them my wrestling years, like like Jacob. I, I kind of wrestled with God uh, and really he won, of course. <laughs> he won, but it, it and, and this again became very strong since I moved down to Texas and certainly, certainly I knew some very bright uh Christians and teachers back in Chicago. I think I once mentioned Dr. Gary Birch, who who is at Wheaton College, who uh, who uh, was a was a Sunday school teacher when I was attending Presbyterian Church in Evanston. Uh, but here, you know, you have you have uh, you have, of course, Phil Leinberger. Uh, you had Chris Curran. You still have right here is now Davy Gibson and Taylor Sandlin. Uh, Chris and Davy are Baylor. Uh, Dr. Sandlin um, is is A and M. Uh, these these are these are tremendously uh, bright uh, mentors or teachers uh, who continue, uh, you know, to to stimulate uh, my own journey. And so, you know, it's kind of kind of both levels. And then there's there's our group as like we say, we're, we're not pastors, but I think that's what makes us uh, so that's why I can relate to you guys in a way that makes us, uh, you know, everything we we have to say offers a different point of view. Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. This is Man Up podcast number one, nine, nine. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 199. And uh, make sure that you're back here next week for our big podcast number 200. We'll be talking about... Man Up Ministry, our plans for post-COVID-19. We'll talk about the Christian context for more of the themes of Man Up that we return to again and again. For example, like what, what do we mean when we say the lead dog needs to be fed and or you're a spoke in the wheel? And we'll talk about how each of us with his own background tries connect to connect with you, our audience. And going to go around the room and get uh, uh, not only final thoughts on this podcast from the panel, but also a preview on what the fellows are going to bring to the table uh, next week. And I, I just wanted to uh, bring something up. Whoa. Talk, <laughs> that's what happens when you Zoom um, on, a, on a messy desk, which is what I'm doing. Uh, but gritty authentic and surprisingly funny you might notice that on our uh 
our Facebook page, and it's also on our SoundCloud. We actually got that from a promoter who looked at one of our earlier podcasts, and that's what she said. She goes, you guys are gritty, authentic, and surprisingly funny. I had no idea. So, so for those of you that are out there, what we have is just basically a, an accumulation of uh, what we've run across these past four years. And so I want to go ahead and uh, maybe get a quick look back, a summary, and maybe a look forward uh, from the panel and uh, for the wrap up and start with you, Professor Koshu. So it, it, I, I kind of alluded to it earlier. It's, it is all about your journey as a faith person. Um, it is really, really all about your journey and how you build your journey. And part of your journey is exercising your faith muscle is what we like to say. And how you do that and how often you do that can affect everything we've talked about tonight. Having the ability to look at things like Kyle does and say, A, where's a need that I can help out with? Or B, you know, yeah, okay, my house has been destroyed, but what's going to be the good outcome on the back end of it? And I think that's where the things that we talk about on the podcast and the things that we, as much as, and, and I'll be the very first to admit, because I said when we did the Ten Commandments that Steve, Steve said we're going to dance, that we had danced around the culture war during the Ten Commandments. If you go listen to any of that series, we were right in the middle of it. Oh, dude, we drove a Mack truck through the wall of the culture war <laughs> on that one. I mean, I mean, we we talked about things you're not supposed to talk about, and we've got to do that as Christians. But it, at the end of the day, as much as that is, because I do like to say we're not going to ever change this culture back to what some people want it to be or think it should be by beating people over the head with our faith. They're going to see it as we, as we live our faith out and as we do the things that our faith commands us to do. Love people, serve other people, show people the joy in the midst of our trouble, and at the same time, show them that faith really does make a difference in our life. And I think that's where this comes in. And that's why next week when we come up, I'm going to talk about exercising your faith muscle and why that's important. And, and, some little, and a little bit more about that. And, and by the way, I, do, I don't think we assigned this one out, so correct me if I did, but, but No Church Answers. I wrote a whole blog about it, but really it, it goes back to, because church answers are the right answers, but it goes back to what Paul says that when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I talked like a child, and I ate like a child. Now I'm, a, now I'm an adult and I need to eat like an adult. Men in their faith have to get to the point where they eat the meat of scripture and the meat of their faith. And that's really, when we talk about no church answers, that's what we're really talking about. Is that, you know, we're not going to give you, well, the Lord bless you as you go about your way. <laughs> you know, we want to talk about what it means to radically impact your life with your faith and what that what that is about. Excellent. Uh, Kyle Trahan, uh, look back and I'll look forward to uh, next week. You know, we uh, we kept walking up this chart or the, the count there. You know, and 199 seems crazy just to say the number that we've been doing a podcast this long. Um, uh, Bill, same like you, it's hard to believe, you know, but you put the four years to it and it's long and it doesn't seem like four years, you know, um, and just totally crazy. So, you know, I look forward to the, the next four years and, uh, you know, it does the math hold out four years, 200 episodes and I guess close enough, right. And skip one right. here and there every now and then. And, uh, what to a year, basically, I think we've skipped each, um, and, and we'll be flipping up to 400. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, you know, 
Um, I, I think a lot for us, it's as, as men is don't give up, you know, when the storm is out there and it's coming at you, still try and find a way to praise God. And I know sometimes that's hard. You know, you're uh, laying in a hospital bed. None of your family is there. You don't know. Um, you get COVID. And as Mike said, the fear comes on you. Uh oh, is this my time? You know, um, sometimes those are the hardest times to praise God. Uh, honestly, I should probably go back and read Job. It's been a long time. And, you know, I, I still thought it was crazy how all those things came at him and he still found a way to praise in all of his storms. Um, but it's also sometimes hard. So find a friend. They can offer sometimes an outlet or at least an ear. Um, sometimes we'll find it hard to talk to God because you're mad. And a friend allows you to be able to, in my mind, allows you to be able to talk to God without even realizing it because you're just talking through your frustrations, which, you know, most of the time I do with God, you know, and I go to him, but sometimes the storm and you can't see through it. Um, so that friend helps. Um, and just lastly, you know, I reiterate, press on. Sometimes you got to press hard. You will get through and it will be better on the other side. Excellent. Um, Michael Cropper, uh, take away from you from uh, the last four years and look forward to next week. Yeah, Bill, I, you know what? I was thinking about the class, uh, which you took over and started, what, nine years ago, approximately? And, Something like uh, that. Yeah, I think it's like nine. Yeah, whatever it was. Uh, all, I can, all I can say is I remember you taking over the class and um, you pushed us. And, and it, in fact, it was me. It was you and me. <laughs> and then Kyle came in, too. Right. You know, Kyle was gone for a few Sundays there. Kyle came back and uh, you pushed us to teach. And many men who came to the class, we saw the class grow. And, and, and of course, Steve came in, Robert came in. And uh, by the way, Steve, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Since this class began, I have grown so, so much in reading the Bible and thinking and, and pondering about the Bible itself and, uh, and the many stories and the media, much guidance that God gives us through this word. But anyway, many of us who attended that class uh, uh, would teach the class. And, and uh, Bill, many uh, who attended had never, never taught anybody and they were scared but you pushed them you encouraged them and they taught the class and they came out stronger and the more they taught it the stronger they became uh, and that's and then one day uh you shared you know after a few years you said you know what i'd like to do a podcast and and i was puzzled but i said you know what i want to be a part of that kyle wanted to be part of that uh of course steve and robert wanted to be part of it and we knew that that was going to be another booster, another step upward in prepping and, and, and reading the Word of God and knowing what the Word of God is about. Uh, when and we turned out taking the Sunday school lessons that we had each Sunday morning, and we use those for our podcast subjects, and we, we study them, we try to apply them to our life in general today, we try to apply them in such a way that those of you who listen, folks, you will say, wow, these guys talk about things that I don't hear on messages on, uh, on, on uh, preachers, on the radio or on TV. These guys bring in subjects that I've always thought about, but never or was never, never courageous enough to ask about, or I was afraid to ask about because people might make fun of me. So that's how the podcast got started. That's how the, the Bible class started with Bill guiding us. And it has grown and grown and grown with all of our lives. I have grown so much, just like you said, Steve, just because I'm forced to read and I want to know what we're talking about, not just read it and understand it, but know it. So what's important today? Uh, we want to encourage people. How do we keep on for Christ 
and the COVID is still going. Well, we smile, we encourage people, we keep reading the Bible, we pray for each other, we attend church again. Uh, as Bill, I think, mentioned, we had uh, a church service out on the lawn Sunday morning. We focus our attention on others, not ourselves, and that was the whole purpose of many of our books, and that's we called it servant leadership. And I said we I could not find a definition in the dictionary for it. So you take the two words servant and you take leader and you put them together. But anyway, we we watch, we pray, we praise God, we look for opportunities to help others. Like Kyle said, we keep doing what we know to do, and we focus off ourselves and we focus on making other people happy. Bill, excellent, uh, producer Steve Titch. Your look back well, and look forward. You know what I say, uh, like Mike said, who knew? <laughs> who knew? Right. We, we, we right. got together. Uh, you had, in fact, if you back, go back to the clips we played earlier, you could see the difference between how we yeah. sounded way back when uh, on those early podcasts and, and now, and we had that, that recorder. And uh, it was really uh, a leap of faith, like so many things. We, we just did it to do it. Um, we did it. Hey, why not? Uh, we all, uh, as good Baptists, we all had our Wednesday nights rather free or open, or we had, so at the time we had kids in, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the Wednesday activities where we had choir or something. So we, we had that time open and, you know, the next thing we knew, pray.com is calling us up and saying, uh, can we, can we use a few of your podcasts? on our platform and uh, you know the numbers have gone up and it's been you know we got we got we got no we got we got banned for a while on facebook which i guess is a badge of honor right. as far as right. I'm oh, yeah yeah no that's a badge well, and, 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 and steve you remember so we started this we were doing we were doing something totally man practical mm -hmm. We were doing Life at Work. It's a book by John Maxwell. It's mm -hmm. one of the times we went off script from a su regular Sunday school lesson. Mm -hmm. And and after we did three of those, we were kind of like, wow, this, this is fun. This works. And we have a good mm -hmm. time. And then and then we got slammed with the book of Genesis. And we were just going, oh, dear God, how are we going to make this work? And it's hilarious exactly. because, oh, that was some of the best stuff because Mike came up with the aquarium. Well, <laughs> that, I forgot about that. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, but, we, but yeah. we've come up with, you know, we find these nuggets of wisdom in whatever we're studying. And, it, and it's, been, it's been fun to watch that as we go through. Go, go ahead. I just, you know, you said that. I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking at look at looking looking ahead and, and and next next week I get to talk about uh, our our spiritual balance sheet which which I oh, coined I that. that Robert that Robert picked up on but I I will say this this is kind of you know we were talking uh, you know I was talking about my growth but you know I'm a full measures type of guy no half measures and really when you get into the Bible and you truly get into Scripture there are a lot of implications that come with it. Uh, that um, that that require thought, and like the song says, when you know, look into the holy book. Whenever I look into the holy book, I want to tremble because there's things in there that uh, make a guy like me tremble. And I'll get to right. talk a little more about that next week. <laughs> Excellent. And with that, uh, I want to just go ahead and thanks so much for everybody for tuning in. Uh, what in the really I can summarize uh, the last four years for me. Uh, spirituality is important to me. My faith is valuable. I need this time. I need I need to grow. It helps me. Uh, I've learned much more in adversity, and I've had more growth dealing with adversity than I've had in the years of success that I had prior to this. So uh, started with a $49 recorder from Walmart, but uh, <laughs> we're up to number 199. So thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. So on behalf of producer Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, Kyle Trahan, my name is Bill Cox, and we're on this No Church Answers Tour. So check out the new YouTube channel, so whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Pray.com, 
If you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com, our website, and post it there. If you're still in quarantine, unable to attend church, check out the Sugarland uh, Baptist Church streaming service. It is a Baptist service on sugarlandbaptist.org. Start Sundays at 945. And when the quarantine is over, and I'm sure it's getting close, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and find a small group ABF Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class that you can join for some small group discussions like this and find one that is men only. And if there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through into this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.